morning, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Uh, everybody say, it's nice to see you, Pastor Travis. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know you meant that with all your heart. I am so glad that you're here. I'm, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to worship with you. Man, I know, I know that there's a lot of crazy things happening, and uh, I know that there's things happening with the virus. I know that there's things happening in our community or whatever, but man, I'm telling you, uh, we got to continue to stay strong and stay united as a church. Amen? It's, a, it's important that we continue to worship. It's important that, that we continue to meet, and, and uh, I believe that God is going to strengthen the church throughout this season. You believe that? Uh, uh, listen, if you take a look at the New Testament church, they grew when they were under uh, duress or stress. When the church was persecuted, when the church was under stress, they grew and they got stronger. Why? Because their faith was strong. All right? So that's what I believe is going to happen through Faith Code Church. Hey, I want to I say, I want to give you two thumbs up for your response to Barefoot Sunday. You guys, man, you guys overwhelmed me with all the shoes that uh, that you guys brought. And I know that everybody haven't, you haven't brought your shoes, but that's okay. You'll have the entire month to do that. Uh, I hope we get the same response with the coats or, or whatever. I know we had a lot of coats back there. But the entire month of November, we got coat. bring your coats and shoes because we're going to be giving those away. So uh, also, as far as bikes for kids, let, let, me, let me just go ahead and get down with some of the things that's, that's happening. Uh, let's look at our calendar. T today, last week was Barefoot Sunday, but today is Devote a Coat. That's not the calendar. Can we see the calendar? Here we go. Okay, so uh, Devote a Coat Sunday is this Sunday. December the 5th, we're going to pick up bikes, and uh, we're going to be bringing those back, and we've got to put those in our warehouse over there. We'll need a few trucks and trailers to do that. December the 19th, we kick off Bikes for Kids. And the goal is to give away all the bikes in one day on this Saturday. So what you've been signing up for is uh, an opportunity to work in the warehouse. Another thing that we're going to be doing on this day, we haven't worked out the logistics, but this is a day uh, we're going to be giving away shoes and coats on this day. So people pick up a bike, their family can go get a coat and shoes or whatever. So we're working the logistics out. Listen, you got to work with us, okay? Uh, we're about like, what, what are we going to do? What exactly? There is a, uh, everybody say, look at your neighbor say, be flexible. Because we haven't got these details completely worked out because things keep changing. Um, this, so, but we know that December the 19th, we're going to be giving away the bikes. We know that we're going to be giving them out at the warehouse. And, <laughs> and we know that we're going to be giving, we're going to be jumping on trailers and uh, taking them to different communities. We know that we're going to do that. So when we find out exact details, how many bikes uh, are what, that we're going to be giving away. Okay, here's another thing. Let me say this. Um, okay, we got that. So if you haven't signed up to be a part of giving away bikes for kids on the 19th or you want to do something, make sure that you sign up because uh, we got to get your T-shirt size and whatnot. So in all the month of November, we're having this... Uh, we're giving people opportunity, we're giving our church an opportunity to give towards our Love Gives offering. That is separate from the tithes and offerings. That is separate because we need the tithes and offering to operate and do all that. But the Love Gives offering is above and beyond because we give every bit of this away towards our mission. This is how we sponsor our missions. This is how we sponsor our missionaries in El Salvador and Cambodia. This is how we uh, sponsor kids that are in Africa. We, I showed you all these things, all these details a, a couple of weeks ago. 
but it happens through our Love Gives offering. So if that's something that you want to do, if you want to sponsor one of our kids in Malawi, it's $240 a year. I think we sponsored five kids last year. So if that's something that you want to do, that happens in November. Let us know, okay? We don't want you to feel pressure or anything like that, but I'm just letting, this is what we do. I let you know what we're doing and how you can be a part of it. The other thing is, if, if you want to help give a, an offering to Cambodia or El Salvador, write that in your memo or however you want to do that, okay? The other thing is, if, if uh, you want to sponsor a bicycle for a kid, we figure out what the cost and everything that we got going on, it's about $85 a bicycle. It was $75 last year, but they went up about 10 bucks. And then some people are just buying bikes. Some of us, some of you are just buying bikes. That's okay, too. But if you want us to go get the bikes or whatever, uh, it's about, it, bikes are, the cost of bikes are going up, and there's few bikes happening. So, but if, usually, by now, we have the funding to completely do bikes for kids. And I think that everybody in the house is, is kind of waiting on, okay, it's going to work out. Ever, ever, everybody look at somebody next to them and said, uh, you got to do this. I just want you to feel that for a second, okay? That we're, in order, we have never, not one time, in 14 years, we started doing this in 2006, we have never, ever had to say, I'm sorry, you don't qualify for a bike. In fact, we've had people throughout the years say, hey, if you're short in any way, uh, let us know, we'll get whatever you need. Don't let one kid. That, this is a different year, okay? If we stopped right now and decided that we were going to do bikes, only 25% of the letters that have come in, only 25%, everybody say 25%. Do you feel that? That means that we have to say no, okay? We've never had to say no. I'm telling you this, not so you'll feel pressure. I'm telling you this because a lot of times we're kind of waiting and it'll get worked out or whatever. The only way that this is going to happen this year and these in this season is if we decide to do it. If you've already given, that's cool. If you've, ever, if you've been thinking about giving and just hadn't gotten around to it, this message is for you, okay? If, you, if, if this is not for you and, you, you know, you, you don't want to take part of it, this is not for you, okay? I'm just telling our church who usually gives, we, we're not getting the response that we usually give. And I want this to be an event where every kid that filled out an application gets a bite. Do you believe that? So, and, and here's, here's something that I would like for all of us to do, okay? Everybody here can do this. Pray about this. Just pray. Pray about this. And, and uh, that, that every single year this, this goes well. Pray about this this year. Pray for Faith Co. Church in this season. Amen? This, uh, for a lot of families, this is a tough time. Pray for Faith Co. Church. Pray for bikes for kids. All right? Okay. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, we get to do this. This is something that we get to do. I am so proud of Bikes for Kids. I am so proud that we get to give away money every single season. That is something that we get to do. And uh, God has blessed us to be able to do this. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us and minister through us. And, and in this message, in this series, I pray, God, that you will speak to us about love's true expression in Christ's name. And everybody said, look at your neighbor again and say, we get to do this. What I want to talk to you about is, now I've been talking about love gives. I want to talk to you about the how behind giving. I want to talk to you uh, about how. And there's many ways to give. Next week, I'm going to talk about uh, love, love gives. I'm going to talk about love serves. There's different ways uh, that we can give our resources. But I've been talking specifically in the month of November because, you know, it's Thanksgiving and, 
And man, Thanksgiving's different this year. Um, I, they're the uh, we, we're watching where they they're kind of the, the CD saying, man, it's not a good idea to travel. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to go see your in-laws for Thanksgiving. I know you're really upset about that. I'm not going to be able to spend Thanksgiving with my mother-in-law. It hurts my heart. So uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's a real peach. So uh, anyway, um, I'm, uh, you know, just, uh, just there's, there's no matter what's going on, we must look for opportunities to give because love's true expression is giving. Remember this, John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved that he told us, right? That he told us that he loved. For God so loved us that he sent us a thank you note. For God so loved us that he gave, right? Love's true expression is giving. Nothing says I care more than giving. I don't care what resource it is. I don't care if it's time. I don't care if it's finances. I don't care if it's emotion. Nothing says I love you more than an act of giving. Giving's greatest act of love. Or giving is love's greatest act. Giving is proof of love. Right? If I tell my wife I love her all the time but never buy her one thing, there's, there's a disconnect there. Amen? Can, can you, I'm not getting any amens on that. That was kind of quiet. It's, it's true. At some point, and I'm not talking about just purchases. I'm talking about giving. I'm talking about giving of oneself. Giving what the other person needs. So let's, let's ask ourselves. We've been talking about generous. We're going to read about generous giving. Uh, what is generosity? What do you think of when you think of generosity? A lot of times we think of being generous is giving of resources. Actually, and what I want to talk to you about today is generosity is a description or the how behind the giving. It's not necessarily giving. It is the how we give because how we give matters. And that's where, what I want to go to you, or that's what I want to go to today, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. So I want you to go to 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter and the sixth verse. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, if you got your Bibles, if you got your smartphones. It says, remember this. Look at your neighbor and say, remember this. Remember this. Don't you forget this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but one who plants, what, generously will get a what? A generous crop. Now, I said this two weeks ago, and I want to revisit it, that a church is not a charity. A church is not a charity. Uh, when you give to God through the local church, as the scripture says, and we know this if you know the word of God, you are planting. It talks about sowing. It talks about planting. When you give financial, anything that you sow, if you sow your time, you are planting. It's different than a charity where you give and you never, you never see any return of that in your own life. But when you give to God, when you give to the local church, you're giving to God's mission. You're making a financial, not only a financial, but you're also making a spiritual investment into God's business and God's into God's business of reaching the world. So let me say this again. Church is not a charity. It is a mission that you invest into as a follower of Christ 
where you can expect, just like you, just like if you were, do we have any people that garden, that plant? Anybody garden seeds? Anybody? When you put something into the soil, when you plant a seed, you don't do that and say, well, I'm just sowing seed in order to plant that in the ground. No, you expect something to be, you expect growth from that. That's what giving to God's kingdom is. You expect a return or a growth from that. Something is going to be blessed, and your life is going to be in blessed. Your, your, your life is going to be blessed. Now, here's the deal. Don't get this twisted because this gets twisted in churches and in teachers and pastors and evangelists. This is not about giving to get. I do not teach that. I don't believe that we should. I believe that we can expect simply because of what the word says, but that's not. We are principle-centered givers. We give to kingdom. We don't give to get. It's not about prosperity gospel that so many people teach. That's not what we're talking about. It's about the fact that God blesses those who give to his house because God resources the church through his generous followers, through generous people who give to it. He blesses the resources of those who give to his house. Remember in Malachi, the third chapter, God says, I don't change. The covenant has changed. How I deal with people has changed, but I personally don't change. Remember, we read this a couple of weeks ago. When it comes to investing into God's kingdom work, he actually said, and I paraphrase, test me and see if I will test me and see that when you give to my house, if I will not bless you in such a way that you will not be able to contain it. God says, I don't change. See if that will not happen. I don't change when it comes to the New Testament and the Old Testament. God didn't change. The, the, the covenant did. The judgment the principle did. But God did not change. He invites us into investing into his kingdom. When you give to God through the local church, remember, you're planting According to 1 Corinthians 9 and 6 says, but the one who plants, what? Generously will get a, what? Generous crop. Now, what do you think of when you think of that word generous? What do you think of? Usually you think of plentiful, generous. Okay, check this, okay. The Bible has various meanings for various words based on the context. In other words, remember when we talk about love, love has like five different meanings based on where it's used in the Bible. When we think of love, we think of, you know, one word, maybe two words, but the Bible has five different definitions of, of love, romantic love, friendship love, partner love. It has five different definitions of, of love. Well, in this context, the Greek word is eulogia. Everybody say eulogia. Eulogia, which means praise. Within the context of this first verse, within this, it, there's another meaning that we're going to get to. It it's basically says, those who plant with praise. Isn't that interesting? What, we didn't, our English language did not have a word within that context, so they put, okay, generous right there. The, 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 the one who plants, in other words, the one who plants with an attitude or a spirit of praise will receive a crop or a harvest according to the way that they have planted. Are you with me? So, so don't miss that. Here's the point. When giving to God's kingdom, how we give matters to God. It matters that you give with an attitude of praise. Unlike a charity, a charity, you, you receive goodwill. 
uh, I give to Jude's Children's Hospital. How many of you, when the, somebody says, what would you like to round up to give to this certain cause? You really don't listen to it. You say, well, it's, it's 11 cents. Surely I can be generous. You know what I'm saying? You don't think much about that. There's not a big return. You feel good about yourself, but there's no return on that. And we should be generous and we should be giving, but that's not the way giving to kingdom work works. Once again, God's work is not a charity. Planting, sowing into a field, it's, it's a work, it's a mission, it's an investment that, into God's system where God resources us to be able to continue. Let me show you this. In my journal, I pray this. This is, uh, what day is this? Oh, this is a declaration. So on day six, which is Saturday, uh, do you guys journal your prayers and whatnot? Hopefully you do. I journal my prayers. I journal uh, these are things that I've been declaring over my life for for decades. Okay, the, 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 I you know I I'm a passionate follower of Christ. That's my Monday declaration. Okay, on Saturday this is what I declare: I am blessed and favored by God. I have everything I need to do what He has called me to do in this moment. Does that mean I have everything that I want? No. Does it have everything that I need to do in the future? No. But in this moment, I declare that I am, my life is not in lack. I have everything that I need to do what God has called me to do in this moment, which means if I feel like I don't have enough, there's a resource that I have not tapped into in my life because God is my provider. God's not, try, God's, God's not trying to starve me out. I just need to look in the areas of my life where I have resources. So I have everything I, have, uh, I need to do, what he has called me to do in this moment. God is my source and my provider. I declare that in my life every single Saturday. I, one particular income is not my source. God is my source. I'm always looking for revenues in my life. I'm always looking for opportunities in my life for God to bless me because God is my source. So I'm looking for income opportunities wherever it is. I'm looking for the next best deal, okay? Because God is my source. I will practice. It doesn't come without discipline. I'm not going to wahoo my money, okay? I'm going to like, God is my source, and I'm believing that God is going to give me a harvest. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, it comes with discipline. I, I practice financial disciplines, all right? I, I, I'm, I'm working hard to eliminate any kind. I don't have any credit card debt. I'm eliminating any kind of trying to pay off my truck completely or whatever. All I got is a house. That's where I'm. I practice financial disciplines because this is the result, okay? I want to be this. I want to be a kingdom builder. You know what I want to do? One of these days, I want to fund Bikes for Kids all by myself. Or have the ability to. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it all by myself. But I want to, hey, we got this. That's what I want to do. So what I pray for is I want to be a part of this. I have found out through my life, and I found out not because of just my personal experience, but I have found out by God putting people into my life over the past 30 years of being in ministry, 20 years of being in Faith Go Church, that God really does resources people that say, I'm going I'm to be a kingdom giver, and I'm going to make a difference, in, whether it be in another world, whether it be right here at Faith Go Church. God has, God has blessed people throughout this church, but I'm praying that God is going to do that in my life. 
that, I, that I'm going to be a person that be, can be counted on, that when it comes to, when, when it comes to our friends that are in El Salvador, when, when Rick Morgan calls me and says, man, man, it's very violent here in El Salvador, we're doing the very best that we can, I'm like, hey, man, we got you, we're going to send you an offering, we got you. Hey, we're, you, uh, when, they call, when Sokan uh, contacts me from El Salvador, he says, man, we got, we got 20 kids. It's their transportation. They need bicycles with baskets to carry their books. Man, we got this. I'll fund that. I can call, I'll call up a few people in the church. Hey, we're going to send this offering down there. Hey, we, we, need, we need 20 more bikes for Bikes for Kids here in the community. I want to be one of those people. And I have learned that when God can count on you to do that, that God resources you to be able to do that. What if... God wants to resource you in your future to be able to be a kingdom builder, to be able to fund work, not only here, but in other parts of the world. Would you agree with me that God is going to do that in your life? Would you, would you desire for God to do that in your life? Well, the first step is for you to start thinking that way. So I pray that God blesses your side hustle. Not just your day job. But your side hustle, that gig that you got going on that you're believing that God is going to bless you in, right? That, that uh, I, got, I, got, I got my own side hustle. I got a couple of them going on because I'm, 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 I'm saying, God, if you're going to bless that, this is what I'm going to do in ministry. Lord, if you'll bless that, you know, why am I talking like that? Lord, if you'll bless that, then I, because that is the only place in the Bible where he says you can do that, right? It's the only place in the Bible where he says, test me. Just test me. So, so that's what I'm doing. I believe it. Do you believe the word of God? Either your Bible is true or your Bible is not true. So if it is true, then I'm missing something on this. So I've been praying, God, put that back up there. Put that back up there. Who told you to take that off? I'm just kidding. I'm praying, God, in my future, I'm, I, I'm already doing this in small portions. I'm praying that for the future of my life. And I'm, being, I'm just being very transparent, okay? Please don't feel, un this is not about what we're asking you to, I'm not asking you for one dadgum thing, okay? That's not what this is about. I'm being transparent. The future of my life is, and I, I have a time frame on this, that I'm going to work for free for this church one of these days. And, but God's got to bless my side gig in order for that to happen. But I got a plan, and I got a time frame, and it's going to happen. And then in the future, when the church says, hey, we need this, I'm going to be one of the people that says, I got this. You see what I'm saying? That's, what, that's my desire. That's my desire. And what if, what I want you to think about is, what, what if God has that for you? Do you have the faith to believe, not to do what you can't do? Well, a pastor is about to take an offering. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's not about that. It's about believing in the future. What if God had that for you in your life? Well, you don't understand, Travis. I'm 24 years old. What if God wanted to do something in your life by the time you're 35 years old? I have seen it. I have seen it in this church, people that just had the faith to believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 says, you must decide in your hearts how much to give. Listen, how much is between you and God? How much, how much, how much isn't, that's between you and God, that's, that's not what this is about. It's a heart thing. It's up to you how much of an impact that you want to make, how much you want God to use you, how much is up to you. That's not what we're talking about. God is not concerned with how much. I don't believe God is concerned with how much. That ball is in your court, but God is concerned with how we give. 
the heart behind how we give. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, here's proof of what I just said. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Don't give reluctantly in response to pressure. For God, what? Loves. Which means he's aware and he, he, he loves how we give. God loves how we give. <laughs> Don't give him reluctant or in response to pressure. Sorry, I got a little bit distracted. Don't give in reluctance with relu- or in response to pressure. I hope that you never feel pressure during offering time. I hope that you never feel pressure when it comes to giving in tithes and offerings. That, that's not what this is about. Because how? matters. May we never give in such a way that we feel pressure or reluctance. Faith Co., we like to talk about giving as an invitation to an opportunity to be a generous giver. So love principle one to God, how we give is more important than how much we give. Are you with me? How we give is more important than how much we give. God sees and he is aware of our giving. Look at Mark 12 and 41. I love this passage. Jesus, Jesus himself, God in the flesh, sat down near the collection booth in the temple and watched as crowds dropped in their money. (laughs) I got to thinking about that. Guys, we're going to take time for giving right now. I'll be back there to meet you back in the giving area to inspect how much you're giving. Jesus was paying attention. Why? Because he's concerned. He wants to know the heart behind the giving. He doesn't care. This, was, this is the, the, the passage where he talked about the widow who only gave about two pennies in offering. And he, and he commended her for her giving and said she gave more than anybody because of the heart behind it. It's not about the how much. It's the how. He's concerned with how we give. Well, I want you to know, I, I don't inspect our giving, but someone way important is aware and keeps watch. Why does he do that? Because our return reward is based on the how. Matthew 6 and 19 says, it speaks of how we store up treasure in heaven as we give our resources. Amen? And 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, let's go back to that passage. It says, and God will what? And God will what? Can we get that passage on the screen? I already got that one. Next, next one. Let me just read it to you. It says, And God will generously provide all of your needs. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Let me read it again. And God will generously provide. Let's read it. And God will what? Generously provide all you need And then you will what? Always have plenty, uh, always have everything you need and plenty left over to share it with others. Now remember, the previous word generous, eulogia, meant praise. Now remember I told you, based on the context, the word means something different. Right here, generous means grace. Everybody say grace. The, the Greek word for, for generous right there is charis, 
which means grace, which means unmerited favor of God. If you were to read this passage within its accurate context, in our language, it'd be something like this, and I paraphrase. When we give with a heart of praise, God graciously or favorably provides for us more than what we need so that we can continue to be favored givers. So the first part of the passage talks about when we give with praise, and the second part of the passage talks about how God gives us grace. So love gives principle number two. The Bible, according to the Bible, generosity is not necessarily defined as giving, but generosity is the heart and the attitude behind giving. Amen? So that's, that's the idea. Generosity, generosity, once again, is the how we give. How we give matters. So I have to ask myself, and you need to ask yourself, am I generous in the way that I give? Am I generous with my worship? Because that's the attitude behind it. Am I generous with my worship? We, uh, do, we, do we have to go to church or do we get to go to church? Well, I'm, I'm, I guess we need to get there because I feel obligated and I'm going to stand and I'm going to stare while people sing or whatever and we're going to get this over with. How matters, right? Or do you say, like the psalmist said, I was happy when they said, let us go and worship in the house of the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord. I will praise him with my mouth. How we gather, how we worship, it matters to him. Amen? How matters. What about when we give? Well, we, we have to give to the church because pastor says we need more money. We need to pay the bills. I guess we have to, plus it's a good tax write-off. How matters? Or do you say, you know what? It's a generous act of worship. I give because God is, has blessed me, and I want to be a kingdom giver. Lord, everything is yours anyway. I want to be a blessing. Generously serve him. Praise God. We get to serve him. Look at your neighbor again and say, we get to do this. What about serving God? Well, I don't want to show up and serve again today in the coffee bar because everybody's rude when we don't get the creamer out. I don't want to do that. Oh, no, don't tell me we got to go deal with the brats in the nursery again. You know what I'm saying? We get to do this. Amen? We're going to say it on three. One, two, three. We get to do this. We get to do this. Oh, man, I don't want to show up and play the guitar again. I don't want to do this. I don't want to open the doors for everybody. I just don't feel like doing We get to do it. We get to serve him in his house. How we serve, how we give, it is an expression and it matters. I want to challenge you today, and I want to close with this. What if we really looked at the how of our giving? What if we really looked at the how behind our worship? What if we really begin to take a look at whatever's going on in our life and we considered how we were doing it? What if we really choose, what if we really chose that I'm going to choose to be generous? I'm going to choose to be generous in my giving. I'm going to be, choose to be generous in my serving. Why? Because love gives. Now, a lot of times when we take part in whatever we do at church, we don't know your heart. You can turn it on and you can turn it off and you can show up and, and do whatever. We appreciate you just being here and, and being a part of our church. How might not always matter to us. It might not matter to the person sitting next to you. But how matters to the person that you serve. How matters 
in your eternity, right? That's a different message. It's a different sermon that I'm going to be preaching next week. But what if you decided to do a heart check and considered your how when it came to giving, when it came to serving, when it came to worship? What if you slow down and you considered the how behind that? I do it because I have to. I do it because they're putting pressure on me because a lot of people aren't showing up right now because people are sick. Gosh, I guess I'll go do it. I'm not going to see that. The people around you aren't going to see that. But you know who does? The person you're serving. You're not serving me. You're not serving Faith Co. Church. I mean, you are in a sense, but really you're serving Jesus. And his spirit lives on the inside of you checks you what if you did a heart check and you said you know what I'm going to change my how I'm going to change my how and I'm going to serve him because I love him I'm going to give to him and his church because I love him it'll change your perspective it'll change your life amen so heavenly father we thank you lord for speaking to us today and we thank you, Lord, for checking in to our hearts and remind us of the how behind our serving and our giving, because it matters to you. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to every person, confront us where we need to be confronted, that we can change the areas that need to be changed. In Christ's name. As your heads are bowed, maybe that's you. Maybe you live for God. You serve God. That's not the issue. The issue is how. How is affecting you in a negative way. God is convicting you. The Holy Spirit is convicting you, even right now, of your how. You need to fix your how. Is God speaking to you right now? What is your response to that? If that's something in your life that, that you need to pray about, I want to agree with you right now in prayer. Let's pray. If you're seated next to somebody you love or you're close to, your spouse, take that person by the hand. Heavenly Father, I pray for people today. I pray for how we give, how we serve. I pray for the heart behind what we do. May we never take your love and your service and your church for granted. May we always remember that this is something that is a privilege, the, the fact that we get to serve, the fact that we get to worship, the fact that, that, that we get to live for you, that is a privilege that was given to us because of your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for bringing our lives into check. And thank you for reminding us that how matters. We give it to you today and we believe you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. As you continue to bow your heads, I want to pray one more prayer as we always do. If you're here and you don't know Jesus and he's not Lord and Savior of your life. You can't address how you serve, how you give, how you live until you first address whether or not you follow Christ. So maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus and he's not Lord and Savior of your life. Maybe you have never given your life to Christ. Or maybe the situation for you is 
I, I once lived for God, but I have walked away from him. And today, I feel that the Lord is calling me home. So maybe that's your situation. Or maybe you just don't even know. Maybe you're watching us online and you've never given your life to Christ or you're in a place where you need to make a decision to follow the Lord, to rededicate your life. That's okay. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to pray with you right now. If you're here, uh, you don't have to raise your hands, but if you're watching us online, I just want everybody to repeat a prayer after me. And today you can give your life to Christ. Just everybody repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, as I am before you today, I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I commit my life to you. And I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. From this moment on, I serve you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, let's celebrate. gave your life to Christ today, uh, connect with us. Text SAVED to that number that you see on your screen. Let us know. Tell your friends about it. Let, let your friends know that you gave your life to Christ. We feel like this is the best decision that you'll ever make in this life. It's the most important decision that you'll ever make. And uh, welcome to the family. If you want to meet us back in the lobby, there's a place at the information table that we want to give put something in your hands. Hey, let us know, hey, I gave my life to Christ today. We want to give you something just to connect with you. Hey, everybody stand if you will. I want to say a few things before um, I let you go. Uh, first of all, we continue, our, our Faith Co. students continues to meet on Wednesday night, but it will not be meeting because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Thanksgiving this weekend, so, uh, or I'm sorry, Thanksgiving this Thursday, our Faith Co. students and our ministries before the weekend won't be meeting, so just let you know those things. And uh, uh, don't forget, all of the month of November is Love Gives. Everybody say Love Gives. So uh, uh, as you leave, don't forget to drop off your coat if you brought it. Uh, it's a devoted coat weekend. You can bring one next week if you not, did not bring that also. If you have not given towards our Love Gives offering, towards Bikes for Kids, or uh, you can drop that in our, our uh, offering uh, stations in the back or however you want to do that. Just a quick reminder to let you know some things that are going on. And, uh, hey, it's, it's a blessing that we get to do this in this season. Amen? I know there's a lot of things that are happening in our community. I know some things that that are beyond our control, but we're going to continue to do everything that we can to be the church. Amen? A divided world needs a united church, right? So we need to continue to be the church. Before you leave, let me speak a blessing on your life. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time.